Welcome back to the Takes with Tailgaters podcast. My name is Tom Hauser, and my other co-host, Caden Cooley. How's it going? And my other other co-host, Nathaniel Yates. Howdy. So, uh, <laughs> do you guys want to just talk about our past 20 minutes? That was an experience. <laughs> um, we were getting ready to start the podcast, and if you watch us on YouTube, you would see that we just got a whole new setup. And uh, part of that setup comes with some kinks every once in a while. So (laughs) we got a new table to put our nice, nice tablecloth on. And we were getting ready to film, and it just collapsed. Everything slid off. All the merchandise. We had coffee, water on the table. Thousands of dollars worth of laptops that we just got for school. Oh, Um, my God. I just saw my life flash before my eyes and my parents kicking me out onto the street. Um but everything's good now. We don't have anything on the table this episode because yeah, it's all just... very wet and drying off behind the camera. But and we're nothing here. broke. Yeah. Yeah, nothing broke. So yeah, the coffee mug didn't break, so... which might be the most shocking part of this whole thing. So yeah, if it does collapse again during the episode, I mean, at least I'll I'll include it. Yeah, they'll know because they'll hear the giant crashing noise, and then thirty seconds later, it'll be like, "Oh my god, hey guys, we're back." So... so yeah, we just had a pretty stressful. Yeah, let's knock on wood. Yeah. Yeah, let's knock on wood. Um. That's drywall. Yeah. Anyway, well, we have a great episode for you guys. We're going to start out with best of this week and weekly winners. Then we're going to play a couple games, Legend or Not and King of the Court. Then we have our March Madness update, some NFL news, and the NBA stock market. So let's get into best of this week, Bully. My best of this week, this is a personal one. I just got my second COVID shot today. Nice. So I don't have to be... Good stuff. I can leave Dude, my congrats, house finally. Man. I know. Pretty it's historic a nice moment. moment so. yeah. And it's also a subtle flex moment when you've been working out for a while. And the nurse is like, it helps when you got big deltoids to put the needle in. And I was like, yeah, it does. Oh, God. Can you don't does. ever oh, say that again. <laughs> that was... Actually, I gotta go. Yeah. I'll see you guys gonna, later. Yeah. But I haven't started growing my third arm yet. So I'll let you guys know next week yeah, when it well, starts Well, I get my second one when we get back. That's nice. So I would have. I'll get my second one within a week. How nice. does it feel that the government's now tracking you? Uh, with my phone or with my chip in my arm now? With the chip in your arm. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, it feels great. Just hey, <laughs> hey, Gov, what's up? Yeah, exactly. Tell them what's the best thing you saw this week. Best thing I saw this week. Um, you guys feel a little bit differently about this, but uh, Bradley Beal had a had a had a like a hype speech to his AAU team. I think it's one of the, one of those open run teams. Um, so he basically, I assume he didn't like their work ethic or something like that and so he and i'm sure i'll throw it on the screen but he uh he had a speech where he's kind of just like like you guys got to realize if you want to make it to the league you know you got to guard people like i do like these guys are working for their paychecks and like i know you're not he said none of you guys are going to guard me like you can't guard me and uh i thought it was kind of cool you guys felt something felt a little bit differently i think they should have challenged him (laughs) <laughs> they should have just gotten four kids and been like, "All right, let's get on the court then." I love let's the me- I love the message, like, "Hey, you know, the, not not everyone can be in the league. You really got to earn it." Yeah, but it's like, it's like we get it, Bradley. You're a good scorer. Huh? Wow, Bradley. He's like, like, none of you kids can guard me, dude. There's not a lot of people in the NBA who can guard you. Chill out, man. Wow, Bradley, you might make it in the play-in. Good job. Oh. Wow, it's almost like you're the leading scorer in the league. Wow, I thought it was kind of cool. I thought it, I don't know. It came off as very like. If know. it was LeBron saying, but I'd be I like, "Okay, got, Bron," but now you've got Bradley Beal, like what one-time know. All-Star choice. <laughs> I, don't know. I I think I also think that he probably has a really close relationship with all those kids. Didn't and they like, go like zero and ten at one point too? 
I mean, yeah, but... Yeah, Bradley, how about you win games instead of worrying about your AAU Bradley, team? are you sure you should be playing in the NBA? Damn. Welcome the to best the thing Hating I saw on Bradley Beal podcast. What's the he, best thing you saw? He's, he's a good shooter, but... Uh, he needs to win games first for AAU team. <laughs> Best thing I saw this week, Rocco Grimaldi, National Predators player, scored a hat-trick in 2 minutes and 34 seconds. That's insane. Wow. Like, three goals, a natural hattie. Actually, I don't know if it's a natural hattie, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, assume it's a natty hattie, which is like... A natty hattie? You score the three goals, like, all in a row. Like, no one else scored, like, the other Mm. two. Oh, yeah. Yeah, So, yeah, natty hattie. He ended up with four goals, and just, Wow. I mean, they played Detroit, so Detroit's pretty garbage, but getting four goals and then three of them in two minutes, 34 seconds, that's that's something. So that's the best thing I saw this week. My weekly winner is De'Aaron Fox. Dude has been absolutely balling. The Kings are on a four-game winning streak. I mean, they're still garbage. They're not going anywhere. They might get into the play-in. But De'Aaron Fox is the most underrated player in the league, and I feel pretty confident about that. His last four games, 30 points, six assists, six boards, and a win. 37 points in a win against Atlanta. 44 against the Dubs, where the team dropped 140. He shot 73% from the field that game. And then dropped 36. Damn. So, wow. So, De'Aaron Fox for MVP. Get him out of Sacramento, please. It's hard It's hard watching De'Aaron, especially with like how elite of just like an athlete he is. And I don't know. It kind of just feels like if he doesn't go anywhere, his it's career is just going to end waste. up being... Like, so, yeah, Kane, your weekly winner. Uh, my weekly winner is March Madness fans. I think we're touching on March Madness later, so we are. We won't get too much into it. But what a what a wild round of. It's so nice just to have it back. Oh, I know. Yeah, I think everyone missed it so much. Like we're all getting our like missing it from last year too. So but then like, like you've had so many like low seeds beat high seeds. You get really weird games like 15s playing 11s yeah. and stuff, and it's just like wow, what a year awesome. for March Madness. And like I I think. Most sports don't like, like, obviously you like your fair share of upsets, but you don't want to see some trash teams in the Super Bowl or something. Yeah. But, like, in March Madness, like, you kind of embrace that. You you want the If there was a 15 matchup. seed in the national championship, I'd be like, yeah, they're going to get killed, but yes. Yeah, like, it's cool. Like, in, in, in pro sports, you don't really want that too much. Um, But, yeah, it's, it's really cool to see us finally get our March Madness back. Yeah. Um, My winner of the week, or... Yeah, I guess it was one of the week. Um, was okay. So now you're gonna have to help me pronounce this. What was the canal? The Suez Canal. Suez Canal. You wrote so, Seuss like Doctor Seuss. Yeah, don't. Uh, <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> I, I wrote it down. And I said I'll remember how to pronounce it. Don't worry, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. All right. So the Suez Canal. Um, I didn't know about this. Nate told me about this. Is that apparently the Evergreen boat? Yeah, the boat says Evergreen, but apparently it's called the Ever Given. But Ever Given, whatever a boat stopped like a world trade. Yeah, and it was finally taken out. You know, people can actually get back to doing like in really important business. So was the boat the winner? So the so the winner is the, the action of the economy. The, the economy. economy. The winner. Yeah. Actually, it was, it was like halting like ten billion dollars in trade and like. A bunch of like COVID vaccines too, I think. Oh god, oh, so like yeah. it was not good. But so it's kind of a dub for the world. Just a world dub. Hey, but now people know this boat's name, so like it's an important boat. Could yeah. you imagine being the like the captain of that boat? Oh, Dude, I just want to know what happened. Like, did the was the captain just like texting on his phone, and the wheel just <laughs> went too far right? And... He said this thing's got autopilot, right? <laughs> he was like Snapchatting, like on the boat. 
Oh, sh- in the Suez Canal. <laughs> Stuck in the he Suez Canal. He had like the, the geolocation on the snap. <laughs> it's like Suez Canal. <laughs> but yeah, I know uh, that was like a crazy thing going on. Like apparently if it was like going to last longer, gas prices were about to shoot up. So. Oh, wow. oh my God. Yeah. That's so crazy how one little tiny thing can just like People affect. were having to go around Africa. Like, oh, there that's was, no there was boy, no. Doing <laughs> that's that. insane. So yeah, pretty crazy week in global trade. So now we're going to get into our games. We're going to play Legend or Not. So we have a list of players who are kind of like fringe legends, some pretty iconic guys, and we're going to discuss if they are legends or not. To begin, we have J.R. Smith. I'm going Legend for the meme. I would love to, but I can't. I can't. He might be the most memes up NBA player of all time. That He's just a legend Oh, no. He's... Uh, Nate, Nate, what do you think? What do you think? I think when you just talk about ball... And you just talk about like culture. basketball and culture. J.R. Smith's a legend. Yes. All right. That's what I'm all saying. right. I'll, I'll get. I'll give it to him. Barack Obama pointed out how he wasn't wearing a shirt. Like that's that's iconic. Hey, who grabbed the Lakers trophy this year? The Larry O'Brien. <laughs> who grabbed it first? It wasn't LeBron. It wasn't AD. It wasn't even Alex Caruso. It was J.R. the eleventh man on the bench, Smith. <laughs> nah, you're right. J.R. is a legend. J.R. is a legend. J.R. Right. is a legend. Next up, we have Julian Edelman. Is Jules a legend? Okay, this is tough. No. I, wow. the, I think I think the really? case for him is the Falcons catch is that one catch where he had that was like this close, and he also won a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, just that, off mean, that. that doesn't mean a lot. I, I don't think he is. I think you know, obviously he's definitely in Tom Brady's shadow when it comes to those like moments. Like, oh yeah, like the catch was awesome, but it was Tom Brady's comeback. I just know when we look back in like ten years. Julian Edelman's going to be that name. Like, oh, yeah, Julian Edelman. All right. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I don't know. The Super Bowl it's, MVP does help, though. It does help his that, case that's a his, lot. That's his case. Is that one catch against Falcons? In the well, Super Bowl. okay. Also, I'll say it. Best slot receiver ever. He does everything no. you want a slot receiver to do. He's a route runner. He's great. He's got good hands. He's where he's, he's supposed like to be at. the most ideal slot. I mean, he's like the perfect prototype. For yeah. Him, I, 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 don't, I don't think so. I think... June Edelman is a guy who was made better by Tom Brady. Randy Moss and Gronk were too, though. You could say that about anybody who's ever played with I Tom mean, Brady. Randy Moss on the Vikings was... Already yeah, but yeah, the thing is hard for Julian Edelman is he's never played anywhere else. So he... And, it's like... Yeah. It's hard. It's the same thing with like Danny Amendola. When he left, he became... But like, would you say ass. Gronk's a legend? Yeah. Yeah. But. So he played... Under Brady the entire time. But Gronk's also like... He's another level Have you, have you ever thought to yourself like, oh yeah, Julian Edelman's a top five receiver in the league? You've thought Gronk is a top three tight end. No, but I think he serves his purpose. I think he does exactly what yeah, he needs to. Yeah, but serving his purpose isn't legendary in my eyes. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, we also but made J.R. Smith a legend. Like yeah, so... <laughs> he didn't even have a purpose to serve. <laughs> so I think when you count what? How many rings? Four, at uh, least. He- and then... Three or four. I think it's three. Three. Let's look it up. And a Super Bowl MVP. He's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer. Probably first ballot. I don't know. He's a legend to me, but I can see it going either way. I'll say no, but it's like really borderline. I want to see him do something without Tom Brady. Our next legend is, or our next legend or not, is Draymond Green. I'm going to say legend. Yeah, if not purely for the iconic like flip in the 2016 finals where he gets ejected after game during game five and then i think part of being a legend is being memorable yeah and like being like oh dude yeah draymond 
And I, I see Draymond as that guy. Like, he was prominent enough in those, you know, championships. And, you know, he's a big part of the culture there. And I don't know. I, I see Draymond as a legend. I think we're going to look back on Draymond and be like, yeah. He was a team first guy. Also, in that game six, 2017, they lost. But Draymond had almost, I think he had 33 points. He was like five for seven from three. Draymond was balling out. He was the only one that could score in that game. So if they win, if they win that game, he turns, he might, I mean, he might be like, he becomes a hero. Yeah, he's a hero. So, Could you imagine if he had that stat line today? He'd be like, oh my gosh, Draymond's back. Yeah. So, uh, Draymond being a huge cog in a in a dynasty, uh, especially in basketball, matters to me. Um, and I mean, I don't think like before KD, like Draymond. Yeah, was especially the... yeah, because like once KD got there, he kind of became like it was like whatever. But, but in the early years, like he was, he was very important. You could tell. No, yeah, for sure. And I mean, do I think he's the greatest defender of all time? No, <laughs> no. Well, he's a great defender. Uh, he's he's a, he's a great defender though. Um, and he was definitely huge. He's just I've never watched a guy average such like average stats. Like I remember his Lonzo's rookie year, all the Lakers fans were like, he's averaging the exact same numbers. How is Lonzo not an All Star? And I was like, because you like you don't watch the games if you if you don't see Draymond's impact. Yeah, Draymond's just different. Yeah, he just has an impact that is bigger than just stats. So I would say I think we all agree just for his his impact on those on those championships and those finals runs, he's definitely a legend. Yes. And Next up his character. Lenny the cool Len Dawson. Yeah, I'm just gonna flat out say yeah. If you smoke a cigar at halftime exactly. of the Super Bowl, then legend. Oh, for sure. And if someone who is like considered one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time wears you on a sweatshirt smoking a cigar at halftime to a game, yeah. It's not uh, again, you know, Chiefs fans bias, but Nate's not a Chiefs fan, and also for that one picture of him smoking, it wasn't yeah, a cigar, one- or a cigarette. I no, it was, it was a cigar. Cigar. I thought it was a cig. I thought it was a cig too. Well, we have the internet, so. <laughs> Quite a shocking thing. Um, I think just having the nickname Lenny the Cool, I like you don't get the Lenny cool. The cool. I think it is a cigar. Maybe not. It looks pretty big. Yeah. Okay. We'll say cigar. Either way, cigar would have been cooler if it was a cigar. Yeah. Exactly. Um. No. Yeah. Just for that one picture. Also, wait. Could you imagine if someone did that at halftime? Now, all of his oh, teammates yeah. would be like, "Bro, what Dude, the? What are hell? you doing?" I'm just lighting up. <laughs> wait, it, it is a cigarette, my bad. Oh, it's a cigarette. Okay. Okay. So anyway, Lenny the Cool smoking a dart during the Super Bowl lit. What's lit? It is. Yeah. yeah no, that's, that's legend. That's legendary. All right. Next up, Robert Horry. This is an interesting one. Seven-time champion. Is Robert Horry a legend? <sighs> I really want to say yes. No. Like. Yeah, I agree. This guy, mate. this guy, you guys got to remember, he hit some clutch shots for the Lakers and the Spurs. Like, he hit, like, shots to where they would be, like, eliminated, but hits game-winning shots yeah, to I mean, he, his nickname was Big Shot Big Rob. Shot Rob. Uh, Bob and Rob's on I here. think I think he's a legend for not just, like, because he didn't just win with one franchise. He won with, I think, the Spurs and Lakers. So he spread his clutchness around the league, and he had a pretty decent impact on two like dynasties. I'm not gonna be mad about like if you say he's a legend. Okay, I definitely see the case for it. I love the big clutch shots, but I don't know. He's just not memorable. I just never hear about Robert Horry. Yeah, no one ever just like talking about Robert Horry. I-, I say he's a legend. Next up, David Tyree. I say legend. Legend. 
Yeah, I don't know anything else about this dude's career except for that one catch, but it was like the <laughs> right. best catch of all time. Like, so. it like most important catch of all time. I, I don't want to say one play makes him a legend, but th- for this case, like you when you you say the helmet catch, and that's yeah. and you think of David. Like yeah. that's that's all you got to do. So. Well, and it's like who do you remember for catches? It's Odell, Odell. and then David Tyree. Giants, man. Yeah, those Giants Damn. receivers, bro. Eli'd be throwing some whack passes to them, but they have to go out <laughs> yeah, and get. Well, speaking throwing... of big time catches, next up, Stephon Diggs. Is he a Minnesota legend? Oh my gosh! Oh, Minnesota legend. So, yeah. Yeah, I think for for like Minnesota, if you're if you live in Minnesota, you're a Vikings fan. He's instantly a legend, based off of. And I think right now they might not say that because of what happened. I think he's, I think after his career, he's been looked at as a legend. But yeah. I would say right now he's a definitely at least a Minnesota legend. Yeah, just because like the Minneapolis miracle. Was you amazing. you say Minneapolis miracle. That's all you do. You I say two words and you think of a whole sequence and it's a Stefan Diggs sequence. So that's pretty Case legendary. Keenum, how random and Case that? Keenum, which is like yeah. Case Keenum's also low it does suck. It kind of hurts that moment that they absolutely got trounced in the, the NFC next Championship game. game. Yeah, against the Eagles and Nick that, Foles. Yeah, like, that did suck, bro. I wanted to see them win. So it bad. made it. It made that moment a lot less cool. Mm-hmm. Next up, the human joystick, Dante Hall. Yeah, I'm gonna say yeah. He I'm brought. Gonna say, I'm gonna say yes too. He has a very like Allen Iverson effect, like of like. Yeah, he brought like such a weird factor to the game of like not that people hadn't seen it before, but like just he, the agility and the swiftness he, before, he had he with bef- everything. He was before his time. You yeah. put him in today's NFL. Oh my gosh, he's a, a super valuable asset, top ten receiver. Yeah, yeah. Like, everyone talks about like Devin Hester from that time period. And it's like, yeah, but did you watch Dante Hall? Yeah. Dante Hall was just as like he, he was he, like he literally, in my opinion, was like Allen Iverson, Kyrie Irving, those type of guys with the like dribbling the ball. He was like that juking everybody. Yeah. Uh, and he was like the only good Chiefs player for a while. There. Getting called the human joystick. That's legendary. That's legendary. Come on. Next up, Eli Manning. <sighs> this one's hard. This one's hard. This, See, this is the same. Eli Manning's career is so weird because it's like, does he deserve to make the Hall of Fame? It's and two years. Is he legend? It yeah. He had two See, but years. those two years are some of the craziest in NFL history. He, he went two and zero against Tom Brady. In the Super Bowl and made it there as a wild card and beat Tom Brady when they were like. A How b- does Tom Brady lose to Eli Manning twice and Nick Foles and then dominates Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, God it's just. Damn it. It's I'm wild. saying Eli Manning is not a legend. I'm, I'll say dude, no. Just, it's just. Just it's calling hard. him a legend just like makes it worse to be a quarterback. Legend. Is he a Hall of Famer though? And what do you think about. I don't know. Okay. This could go either way. Do you think the Chargers situation where he denied going to the Chargers helps him being a legend or not? I think it hurts. Because some people would say, oh, that's a legendary to be like. I think that move is whack. I think it's a whack move. He ended up winning two Super Bowls, though. But it's funny because if someone does that today, then player empowerment. Yeah, a little bit, but like people were saying if Joe Burrow was going to do that. And I was like, dude, that's a whack move. That's a. That's fair. Like, I don't have a problem with it when players are in the league. And they've been here for a while. But and when there's you're, a reason that they're really doing yeah, it. Yeah, and when you like, oh, I don't want to play that When you haven't even been drafted, I'm like, you sound pretty entitled right now. Yeah. Like, like so no, So we're saying no on Eli Manning? I'm going to say no on Eli Manning. I am very okay if somebody says yes. He is... I, I definitely see the point. He's a Hall of Famer to me, but he's not legendary. The 500 record is always going to come back. Dude, and it's just like, him. even in the Super Bowl runs, they weren't good teams. Like, their record during the regular season wasn't good. Yeah, they were both yeah. kind of, like, not fluky, but just... See, but that's what makes the run even more I legendary. Know, that's like saying, is Nick Foles a legend? Uh, yeah. 
for that one run. I'd he say, beat Tom Brady. I'd say Nick That's Foles like is the a best legend. Cinderella story in NFL history. What are you talking right, about? Is, is Nick, Nick Foles a legend? Is Nick Foles a legend? I I don't know. I I can't call Nick Foles a legend just because like if he would have been like mediocre. I think he's else, a Philly legend. Same yeah. thing with like Stephon Diggs. See, yeah. but what makes legends? It's people who come out of nowhere that you would never expect to do anything ever I with their that, careers. Like and this him, dude won a chip, and he wasn't even the starting quarterback. But seeing him struggle everywhere else, and then now is like a backup on the Bears to Andy Dalton. And stuff. Oh, it makes it look way worse. I mean, it's yeah, like, the, I'm sorry. The, I just case, the case for Nick Foles literally now, is Now, see, if you ask me in like run. 15 years, I'll be like, oh, dude, Nick Foles, Big Dick Nick, yeah, legend. But like yeah. right now, knowing that he's a backup in Chicago, it's like... No. I'd almost say that looks way worse on Brady and Bill looking back now. I mean, Loki. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like, you let Doug Peterson, who just got fired. He dropped like 40 points, too. Yeah, and he had like almost 500 yards passing. Yeah, it was the most passing I yards. I mean, got cut by the oh, Chiefs game. before that. And the Philly special, come on. Oh, the I, Philly special, the too. The Philly special is more legendary than Nick Foles. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because so like, it was a play call, but he caught the touchdown for yeah. it. But Trey Burton it, threw dude, the pass. But, but Nick, Foles, Nick Foles called the play. Yeah, Nick Foles said he has Philly. a statue in a- front a- of the Eagle me, Stadium. Ask me, ask me in 15 years, I'll be like, yes. But that, like, it, right. it's, doesn't that isn't that like doesn't that define him as a legend? If you say in 15 years and you go, ah, no, because he's a backup on the Bears. I'm sorry. Does that information change in 15 years though? Yeah, because I'll forget about it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll forget about. It's just it's too new. It's like, dude, he's not even gonna. He, Andy Dalton's gonna be trash. chosen over him. Yeah, I'm, and I can't. So I, that's not legendary. I'd say Nick Foles a legend, but that's fair. I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad I, we brought Nick Foles in here. Yeah, <laughs> this is a good one because that's a good one. Next up, Nick Foles a legend. Next up, Megatron. Legend. Legend. Yeah, legend. I I just, the only reason I even was considering there'd be a conversation is like just the number of years he played and the fact that he played on Detroit, but the fact that he played on Detroit and you consider him a legend is like, I mean, people will claim that he, if he played a full career on like a good team, he would be the greatest receiver of all time. I think he's like the second or third best. I mean, he's already up there in GOAT conversation. He played on Detroit for like nine seasons. Yeah. So if he went to like a big market team, then. Yeah, for sure. Facts. Next up, Penny Hardaway. I say no. Penny's Penny's very his shoes help a lot. He had he had really popular shoes. Um, I think Penny was low key legend. He he. I think in the nineties he was good, and he played with Shaq, and they could have been like a dy- dynastic duo. I I think he's a legend, but I mean it's pretty fringe. It's I think fringe. he's a nineties basketball legend. Now, like, if I go back and, like, look at, like, NBA legends, no. But just, like, in my mind, in the 90s, this, you okay, think of here. Penny Hardaway this in the is, culture he brought. This is how I think about legend. Can you tell the history of the game with leaving out their name? So, like, you can't you, – David Tyree would not be in – like, he would – you have to mention his name. You have to mention Nick Foles. You have to – you might even have to mention J.R. Smith. I, I think it's a great point, and I think if you're talking about '90s basketball and you really want to talk about the culture and kind of what made the game a worldly presence, I think Penny Hardaway's got to be in there. That's fair. I I go no legend though. I go no legend. Yeah, I just whenever you say Penny Hardaway, I think like Shaq's teammate. Exactly. I, I think it sucks that. I mean, obviously Shaq and Kobe were really good, and I but literally like the Magic could have been just a tiny bit worse version of that. They could have won at least one or two championships with those two. For sure. So I'm gonna say no legend for Penny. Kaden. Yeah, no legend. That's fair. That's fair. Next up, uh, to finish it out, Kyle Lowry. This is a good one. Um, I think he's the best Raptor of all time. That apparently is a hot take, but like the guy who's played his entire career in one place and has a ring, and versus the guy who played one season and won them the ring. Granted, but 
I don't know. I feel like you have to go history over just like my, recency. His body of work. My thoughts. Kyle Lowry is a Canadian basketball legend and he's a Toronto legend, but Kyle Lowry is not a legend overall. I'd agree with that. Because yep. without yep. Kawhi, this dude's career is an uh, like uh, maybe a slightly above average point guard. This is the thing. Is, his entire and also, take out the Kawhi year. His entire career was full of dis- playoff disappointments of DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, exactly. And so we we never we once he wins that championship, he's immortified forever. And like we think about him as this, you know, like his city this was legend. called LeBronto. I'm sorry, he's not. Legend. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, I I say Toronto legend for sure. Probably like you said, the greatest raptor. The of greatest ever. raptor of all time. Just for body of work, we're not saying obviously Kawhi and Vince Carter and their primes were better. But as far as a raptor, overall raptor, what you did for that franchise. Um, yeah. I'm also wearing the raptor jacket today. You are. So. No pretty raptors tough. had it. Pretty tough. So yeah, that was legend or not. Let's get into King of the Courts, where we debate a legend, one legend, maybe going up against a fringe legend, AI versus Kyrie Irving. Yeah, so we, this has kind of been like a popular debate recently, yes. and uh, especially on Twitter and stuff. And everyone has a lot of hot takes on it, and it's like. Guys, they're not also really the same player. Like their play style is decently different. Like AI was taking really inefficient middies constantly and was more of a scorer than Kyrie. Yeah, that's my point though. Is they're not even really the same player. So So it's like in a game to twenty-one, who wins? I say Kyrie because I think handles are just so important, especially in the game of one-on-one. It's. I mean, yeah, it's kind of. I'd say Kyrie. But, like, I don't think – it's weird to say I don't think Kyrie would be Kyrie if AI didn't do what he did for the league. Yeah. No, that's a so, fact. So, like, AI definitely popularized, like, being a actual dope handler of the ball and being able to actually, like, be an NBA all-star doing it. Like, you're not just some street player mm-hmm. who's, like, kind of good at handles. But, no, like, you are an NBA all-star – he carried a team to the finals being a, just a street ball player well then Kyrie just kind of came along and like improved that yeah, game improved it's, it's what happened with like MJ and Kobe like Kobe was an exact copy of MJ he just did some things better right but that was just more the time of the game too like things just kind of progress differently differently as time goes on yeah I, so. I'd say Kyrie wins that 1v1 though yeah I agree I agree just because of shooting mm-hmm. I think Kyrie's a better long-range shooter mm-hmm and I think that really helps, like in a, like a game of one v one, a game of like on the park. And Kyrie's defense isn't great, but AI's defense was—he just—he's too short. He yeah, I was play. about to say this can be a quick. Kyrie's game. got like two or three inches on him. That matters. I, I'd say Kyrie gets that dub for sure. Agreed. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people would disagree with that though. I mean, yeah, like there's I a lot of AI stands. Like, the AI fans. If you're like, born in like 1995, garbage. you definitely would disagree with that. But yeah. I mean, hey, we gotta consider the possibility of Kyrie leaving for a family event during the game. <laughs> yeah, you know that might come up. It might be his birthday this time. Um, I will say this last time though, his wife he found out his fiance was pregnant, so I will give him. That I mean, yeah, yeah, no, yeah I, that's I read that totally too. fair. That that is a fair reason to leave. Yeah, and when, remember when Fred Van Vliet had a kid? Dude Keep balled out in the finals, finals. so Nets are winning the finals. So Kyrie's going to ball out. Yeah. So that was King of the Court and Legend or Not. Let's get into our March Madness update. So as of right now, we are filming, and it is the 29th, Monday, at 151. So we have two Elite Eight, two elite eight games tonight, Oregon State and Houston and Arkansas and Baylor. And then tomorrow we have USC, Gonzaga, and UCLA, Michigan. 
Um, maybe let's just go around and we'll, we'll, what we predict for the Final Four so we can all our listeners can hear how wrong we Yeah, so I think that, you know, UCLA is playing Michigan this weekend. Or not this weekend. Wow. Tomorrow night. And I like UCLA's chances a lot. They Michigan look- obviously just beat... Who did they just play? Florida State by like... 18 points so that doesn't yeah, really michigan just help what i said but, Florida State. but there's a lot of people who aren't very high on michigan at all so and i liked what ucla did they had a really good game against i think it was bama yeah they just beat a two seed so a one seed's like yeah they, okay they, it's a they, little harder but they look really good in that game yeah and that's the thing is it's not like it was a it's not like it was a oh they barely won no they destroyed bama if you sat down and watched that game which we did then it was a really good game by UCLA. I I disagree. I the only reason they won that game was because of Alabama's free throws. I mean, they were shooting under fifty percent. Just give them like. Imagine if they hit seventy percent, they won that game. So I disagree. I think Michigan's gonna win despite you know their injury issues. That I that win against Florida State really in my eyes is like eye opening. I mean, Florida State had a lot of hype. People were like, man, if Florida State could beat this Michigan team, and they came out there and beat them by twenty. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I personally see Michigan winning, but I definitely see the case for UCLA. I think it'd be cool to see UCLA. Michigan just right. looks too good right now. Like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet against Michigan right now. But you see, I think it'll be a really good game. But I think to be, be fair, people are saying that about Bama too. Yeah. I think it's hard. A, I think that'll be a really good. game. I mean, I thought Michigan State was gonna be UCLA. Obviously, I was wrong. So I might as well just keep, <laughs> you're just gonna keep being wrong. Yeah. Just keep being wrong. They're gonna be UCLA. in the national championship, and it's gonna be like they just can't win. There's no way. You're and like the, they do. Um, you're like the Tallies with the Jazz. Just keep betting against them yeah. until they win. Because the at some point you're gonna win the bet. Uh, yeah, you just point. have to. You say that. On the upper part of that side of the bracket, we have USC and Gonzaga. USC played a great game against Oregon. I mean, God, their offense looks good. The Mobley brothers are balling. But the real question is, and we'll find out. Tomorrow at six fifteen. So, but you'll probably listen. This is the podcast will probably come out the day of this game. I don't know if anyone can beat Gonzaga. Yeah, they look unbeatable. Yeah, they I mean they have really what three first round picks, and it's just like Jalen Suggs, my uh, first overall pick. Um, <laughs> do you they, don't have Kate Cunningham. They've just been killing teams. I mean, they beat somebody by I think close to like forty. A few days back or something i mean just like insane stats by them it's so like they're undefeated or something yeah it's, it's almost like, like they're just a good team should have expected them to be good in the tournament yeah it's always with gonzaga it's just like yeah but like their history they, yeah they always like are good enough and then they're just like eh, yeah they flame out yeah so yeah i agree with nate i mean yeah i, I didn't really think creighton stood a chance so it's not like they, they beat like a tough opponent yeah opponent in my eyes mm-hmm. but God, we even talked about how Creighton, we didn't think they were super great we to think, begin we with. We thought they were barely good out of the first round. They had a lot of off-the-court stuff yeah. going on. The coach said the P word. Yeah, he was throwing the P word around a little bit. That's, That's yeah, extreme. So they had a lot on their mind, yeah. I imagine. Yeah. Next up, we'll move to the other side of the bracket. We have the Must Bus playing Baylor. Arkansas narrowly escaped 15-seed Oral Roberts, and the Cinderella story comes to a close Damn. by just a couple of inches. Saddest game ever. Me and Talon actually watched that game. Mm-hmm. What was that? Last night or two nights ago? Two nights ago, I think. Um, dude, Oral Roberts just what a fight they put up. They were not the better team. I mean, I can't remember his name now, which is really sad. But dude, he played dude, a hell of a game. Out. And it came down to like the last shot. We thought it was going in, and then it bounced off the backside and of the I, rim. I thought it was going to go in on the second bounce. Yeah, but the camera angle is just weird, so yeah. the ball just kept going and. 
Oh, it was so sad. But yeah, dude, Oral Roberts, shout out to them. They just that played their hearts all time shot. Mm-hmm. It would. I mean, first of all, first of all, it was just cool seeing them get to the Sweet Sixteen. But man, just an elite run, elite eight run would have been just wow. That'd been awesome. To see. And that's March for you, like the one shot that would have put a 15 seed in the Elite Eight. That would have been sick to say to be able to see, but they would have played Baylor though. <laughs> Yeah, they, I mean, they yeah, would they would have gotten snacks. murdered, but know, dude, you, you know, Baylor was just like licking their chops, like, oh, we're 15 God, seed. Yeah. Dude, it's so funny because, like, you watch these 15 seeds. It's, if it's anywhere past like a nine or a 10, it's like brutal. They got the heart, though. They got the heart. They do have the heart, usually. Speaking of heart, on the other side, or lower in the bracket, we have we had Oregon State beating Loyola. Sister Jean's potions must have wore off. As mm. the beavers keep on dancing. I think you mean her prayers. I don't think her prayers for the team to just shoot no, dude, like 50%, 0% worked out very well. She's a witch. She, has, she, she might be. She's powers. also like 130. She has so Probably. Yeah, actually. She is the higher power. She is the higher power. Sister yeah. Jean is God. <laughs> Essentially, yeah. I mean. Have you ever seen them Seen them in the same room? Her and God? Yeah. No, I haven't. Is Sister Jean same the best person? player on that team though? Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. By I just far. I just had to make sure we were I all in agreement. I need to make an edit of Sister Jean balling up on people. You know? <laughs> Please. Dude, she used to play basketball. I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, she I was like she was very, garbage. very good. I, <laughs> no, I bet she was absolute dog shit. She's got a mind for the game. That's what she's got. <laughs> she's hey, got the, the IQ. some of the best coaches are usually dog at actual basketball. Well, yeah. she's not a coach, so. She might as well be. She's the team chaplain. <laughs> if you just compared her to God, I can compare her to be a coach. Dude. Nope. God. <laughs> no, you know she's the coach of the team when she's sitting there and she's praying and she's like, I just pray that they shoot less than 50% on their that's free throws. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're doing that, if you're bringing God into this conversation and God's your best player, then you guys are winning. Yeah. like, But so, they didn't. So Oregon State's playing Houston. Houston, who everyone thought was super overrated, <laughs> beat Syracuse handily, but Syracuse is still an 11 seed, so it's not like they beat like a big dog. Mm-hmm. Like what do you what are your guys' thoughts on this game? Does Oregon State have a chance to make it to the final four? Oregon State's been pretty hot from what I understand. I haven't been able to watch them too much, unfortunately. Yeah, I haven't watched much of Oregon State, but I did yesterday and wow clap and go. Yeah, so Oregon State beat Tennessee. Uh Tennessee was obviously five seed, they're twelve seeds, so that's very impressive. And it's not like it was a close game, it was by fourteen points. So that's pretty yeah, convincing. Tennessee one was huge. Yeah, so when you're talking about, you know, how are they going to do against, uh, my gosh, I'm just blanking. Yeah, Houston. I mean, obviously, Houston, like you said, everyone's kind of iffy about them. So, I don't know. I could see Oklahoma State maybe pulling off the upset. but (laughs) I just got these Cade Cunningham thoughts going on in my head. We're going to move on. Uh, Arkansas, we already talked about Arkansas. Okay, so... What do you guys? What do you guys have for your final final four? And so all our listeners can see how wrong we are. I don't have it in front of me. Just look at the games. Just look at the Elite Eight. Uh, well, I can't have two ten plus seeds, so I'll have UCLA, Gonzaga, Baylor, and uh, actually Arkansas and Houston. Okay. I'm gonna take. See, I want to take Oregon State so bad, but I don't. I don't know if they can beat Houston. One of them has to be in there. I know. I feel like that's fair. I'm going to go... You know what? I've doubted Oregon State before. I'm going to take take a ballsy pick here. I'm going to go Oregon State, Baylor, Gonzaga, Michigan. I was actually going to take the exact same thing. Booyah. And then for the national championship, I, I still have Gonzaga, Baylor. I just don't know if anyone could beat Gonzaga and Baylor. Especially if Oregon State does make it. I know Baylor isn't losing to Oregon State. This is no. how I see it going. It's either because, you, you know, we kind of look for, like, what's the upset potential here. 
the only one that I'm looking at that I could see is either Oregon State or Houston or UCLA and Michigan. I think Arkansas is a good team, So I think, I think Baylor is way better. I think if Oregon State wins, in my head, then Michigan wins. But if Houston wins, then, then UCLA, UCLA wins. I, I agree. I think one of them will one of, make it One in. of those is going to be an upset. And then you're just going to get Molly walked by Baylor Gonzaga. Yeah, I mean, it's not... It's not really going to affect anything. And then who's your guys as champion? So the final four will be on Saturday, and then Monday will be the championship. So we will have a podcast after. It's such a basic thing, but you have to say Gonzaga, I think Gonzaga. right? I just don't know I if any Illinois. of the teams remaining. Illinois, yeah. <laughs> I just don't think any of the teams remaining can beat Gonzaga. I agree. I know. It's such a, oh, yeah, Gonzaga's going to win. But all of these teams are so weak now because, like. Gonzaga's the one team with no flaws in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, watch USC beat them tomorrow. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we will move on to some NFL news. The NFL has confirmed 17 games happening, and there is now such thing as the 16 game era. What are your guys' thoughts on the 17 games? Well, I just want to say first of all, why are the players acting like they didn't know this was happening? This re- this came out like months and months ago. This came out like literally a year ago. And no, and like Alvin Kamara was like, "Wow, this is insane." And I was like, "Just cuz they're now saying they're doing it doesn't yeah. mean that what like the NFLPA agreed to this a long time ago." <laughs> yeah, they're kind of just like re-saying it, like reminding everybody kind of. Yeah, they're just confirming and they basically said, "Hey, we're going to add the 17th game to the schedule here soon. Just be ready for that." Yeah. So I hate the 17 game. I hate that there's no such thing as 8-8 eight eight anymore. There they will be no 500 team unless they tie, I guess. I guess you can be 8-8-1. Eight eight there's only winners and losers now. I, I hate it. I And, like, stats, I'm, I'm a huge stat guy, and that's probably my least favorite part, is now that every record in the NFL is going to be broken. They're all going to have to be adjusted to where, like, if you go, well, if you would have played 16 games or – this or that. Yeah, every single record is now going to be broken. Yeah. And I hate it. I see why. And the only reason the NFLPA voted with it is because the majority of the players are a bunch of scrubs who are looking for playing time and game checks. And they get another game check. That's yeah, why but if you're looking voted. for game time, why wouldn't you want an extra preseason game? Well, you don't make as much money. Yeah, yeah but don't. if you're the you know true. 70th that's guy true. on the roster... That's who gets true. to play in the fourth quarter of that game? Yeah, you get to show a lot more in a preseason game if you're, you know, one of those guys than in an actual game. I think a lot of it's just like fringe guys, like average players, and they just want the additional game yeah. check. Because ninety yeah. percent of the league is the guys in the middle who are like good enough to be a regular season player and play a decent amount. But I don't hate it overall, and this might just be the average like sports fan thing, but like meathead comment. But, like, I don't know, extra football game. I get to watch Chiefs-Packers this year now, so Aaron Rodgers against Patrick Mahomes sounds really cool to me. If that game does happen, I yeah, know it's he, the 17th week, yeah, so they might the take problem. a week off. That's the problem. I think I think what it's going to turn into it. God, that boy's got to go. Wow. That, that was, was, that cut, was cut it. Cut it. Yeah, I'm, done. I'm not listening to that anymore. <laughs> yeah, please, please edit that. <laughs> I'm not My not. problem with the 17th game is no one's ever going to play in it. It is going to be the biggest bye week ever. Right before the playoffs, there's no way that Stars are going to want to play in that game. But you yeah, can make you the argument that. about the fourth preseason game. Did the fourth preseason game really matter? I mean, people are already starting no, to but take this the game pre- counts, though. Not, like, I, don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it sounds like a good idea. Oh, more football, but until it's Chad Henney versus Jordan Love. Actually, I guess Jordan Love would be cool, but, but that's you, what get, happened, you get the point. That's what happened the last week of this season. It's going to happen anyways. Yeah, They're not going to play I, the I, last game. I think if, I mean, if a team is back one game of the one seed... And the other team loses at like twelve, and then they play at three. They're not gonna be like, "Oh, let's rest everybody." They're gonna go for no, that. I mean, one that's seat. fair, but I, 
And I will say this leaves teams in contention for longer almost because, like, you know, it makes it more like the NBA where if you're more games back, it doesn't necessarily matter because you just win a couple more yeah. and then all of a sudden you're right there. Yeah, it's silly to say one game matters, but, like, a couple years ago when the Browns, their first year, had, like, their super team and we thought they were going to be really good, they were in playoff contention the last, like, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And then if they would have had, like, one more week, that's another week of being like, well, maybe they, you know. I mean, I guess. Goes. I still don't like it. I still, like you said, I'm a big records guy as well. I like comparing stats and be like, oh, this guy did See, that. But these numbers, that. just bigger. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, but now... <laughs> that you, ruins it because some there's mediocre no quarterback's going to go out there and break, like, some records. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, like, the all-time awesome. passing record is probably going to get broken by, like, eight different dudes in, like, 20 years. I mean, obviously, it's not going to matter right now, but in 20 years... Drew Brees and Tom Brady are going to be like a number nine, <laughs> and like yeah, but see, it's like a it's like a yin and yang for me. Like we had two extra playoff teams for you, you just give us an extra game at the end of the year, right? Yeah. I yeah. think that's almost a fair trade off. Like, hey, we'll give you a chance to get into the playoffs, make some noise, maybe make the Super Bowl. Like yeah, Eli, you know what? That, that's like fair. It. That's a lot. More. I think I never really thought about that. Like that's fair from a playoff, like a player's perspective. And when you're talking about the teams that might be like bouncing back and forth between contention, those are going to be the teams that might get into that eighth spot or seventh spot. I don't know how many seeds are in the playoffs. Now, seven, seven. Seven, yeah. So that's seventh spot. You know what? I didn't really think about that. I, I think... That's going to be a like fair... That, yeah, from a player's perspective, it's fair. I just think from a fan... I'm I'm not even thinking about the player's perspective as yeah. far as like... They probably don't like playing an extra game, but like... Oh, yeah, they, they hate it. And and I, I hate it for they, the players. They want but, an extra bye week with this, which they're not going to do. I, I, yeah, that's kind of what I was confused about. I was like, why don't you just take two preseason games off? Because who cares about the preseason? And then just add another bye week in there and make everyone happy. Well, I don't know. I, are, I thought they were bringing it down to two. I think it is two. So they are bringing it down to two? I think, yeah, I think they, they, they did bring it down to two. Week. So, yeah, if there's a second bye week and you have another two teams in the playoffs and I just don't think having the next an extra game is the biggest deal in the world making the NFL season longer isn't the worst thing in the world for fans yeah for just fans for from a stats nerd perspective kind of sucks yeah I agree because now we're just gonna have doing math and being like well if you would like this let's be honest is this gonna change your opinion on I don't know no. Kirk Cousins if he goes out and throws for 4500 this year no it's gonna it's not gonna change your opinion it's more gonna suck for like like our generation and obviously generations before us will understand like who is what and like you know who was good. So how do you think they felt about the three but point line? That's fair, but <laughs> it's like, but it's more like in thirty years, my kids are gonna think that some average kid was like a beast. Like no, that's facts. He's gonna be like this Jordan Love guy was really good, even yeah. though he could have just been an average quarterback. His but by time. then, like you said, the numbers are gonna go up and they'll break them. So obviously, there's gonna be guys who are still at the top. They're just gonna have better numbers. Fair. That's fair. So I don't know. It's definitely an interesting conversation because I can see it from a fan perspective where they would love it, and then from a player perspective where they would hate it. But it's a good talk to have. I think it's wrong. It, it feels wrong. 17 games is just wrong. No, I mean, Caden's right, though. I mean, they also thought they also probably like the three-point line is feels wrong. Yeah, but there's no, there's no such thing as 500 now. Why is it an uneven amount? There's only winners and losers, baby. I think that's stupid. Hey, anyway, no, no. If you tie. that I. I there's like that. One, there's like two ties a year, usually, Yeah. with two teams. And those are usually the teams that go 500. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sammy Watkins was signed by the Ravens. The Ravens really went out there and got their amazing wide receiver one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a Sammy 
sign jersey that used to be up here. Oh, yeah. I was like, where is just, it? Not up here. It's just been retired now. Uh, it's all right. I'm not too mad. He made a great play in the Super Bowl. Sammy Watkins is so irrelevant. It's unbelievable. I don't know why people people were like, oh, my God, we lost Sammy. It's like, I mean, guys, yeah. did you watch Sammy? I'm happy he, with, what, with his tenure. Like, did, did he do really anything in the regular season? No, but he made, like, one play in the Super Bowl, and... He made the that's all I can AFC ask for. Championship game 80, against the Titans, yeah, but a, he's had like what four good stat line games for the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, yeah, dude. Sammy Watkins. I mean, I watched a lot of Chiefs games, and I was like, dude, I haven't seen Sammy Watkins do a thing. He just or, doesn't play. Yeah, he he's play. never available. He's only available for the beginning of the season and the end of the season. Which, like, you want guys for the playoffs. Don't get me wrong, but like. Sammy, just do something to earn your paycheck. Because we were paying this guy like what, twelve to fifteen mil a year at one point. He's fourteen. Yeah, like that's insane. And for a guy who's basically our third string receiver, it was too much. So the Chiefs are going to find somebody else, and they have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So I mean, I don't like, hate whatever. it from the Ravens' perspective. Like, I love it for the oh, Ravens. What? Are you for real? You love it for the Ravens' perspective? He said I do. He it. Why? Why not? Because he's garbage. Okay. I mean, with the guys that were out there, though, like it, it's at least nice. They lit, to, like, they lit Willie Sneed walk for two million, and they brought in Sammy Watkins for four million more. I think Sammy's better than Willie Sneed. <sighs> yeah, That's but he wrong. never plays though. That, no. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's what are you going to get out of Sammy this season? I mean, Nothing. if he only plays four games, then it's like no. I hate this move is ridiculous to the Ravens. If I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm pissed. I well, mean, it's a joke for what they could have had, right? Because they were talking about to Kenny yeah. Galladay, Juju, Juju, and they didn't get either of those guys. But it's like. For what was left it's definitely, in the crop for them to get, they got the best that was still available. Yeah, I guess that's what, how we again looking at it is like what we what was left, but also what could have. Overall, been. it's an L in free yeah. agency for the Ravens. I just, I mean, they better kill it in the draft. Yeah, because this free agency was terrible. Yeah, no, I guarantee you, Lamar is sitting there right now saying, if you guys don't take a receiver with the first round pick, yeah, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, Lamar, you can't throw, and he's like, yeah, you're right, I can't because there's no one that I can throw to. Like, yeah, exactly. Besides Marquise Brown, but he's not. Not a number one. Yeah. So. And then uh, Leonard Fournette resigns with the Bucks, completing their entire twenty-two man starters Jesus all returning. That's insane. That's amazing. I mean, the Bucks. We thought it would be a success if they brought like eighteen, seventeen back, and they brought all twenty-two. I mean, it's like an A plus plus of, of an off season. Yeah. And they still have the draft left to go. Like they they could even, get better. They haven't even gotten to the draft yet, and they're already like. And, and they, they drafted very well. Last if they year. literally, yeah, and yeah, their offensive lineman draft was cra- uh, worse. They had like worse. the sixth overall pick last year. To be fair, yeah, fair. Um, they're drafted well, thirty. It, it won't be as high. Well, they also drafted Antoine Winfield. In the That's second true. Round. Yeah. yeah, he became a starting safety. Yeah, who actually bodied Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. Mm. He's actually Tyreek Hill's dad. See, but like Tyreek did have a backflip on him, and yeah, like a three hundred yard game. But what happened in the Super Bowl? I'm just, if you're going one for one matchup, I'm just saying. I'm just I'd saying. Antoine one, was a I'd little rather, salty about I'd it. I'd rather my one be, the, be in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> but <I'm> obviously, just, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, I just don't. It's kind of irritates me as a Chiefs fan. I'm just like, damn. Well, okay, I guess you guys are going to be that much better. Guess we'll see you again next year. But yeah, Jesus Christ. So let's get into our NBA stock market to finish out the episode. My buy is the Portland Trailblazers. I actually hated the Norman Powell trade when it happened. I was like, Gary Trent Jr. is so cheap and such a baller. And then you also lose Ronnie Hood. But that being said, I I think it's perfect. I think Norman Powell, it sucks that they have to re-sign him. That being said, he could be a starting three and Gary Trent could not. And there's no need to have Gary Trent when you have CJ McCollum and Dame already. Yeah. 
So team wise and like building, I I love it. I actually think Norman Powell is really gonna work out in Portland. Yeah, I like it. I like it. It definitely gives them a wing that they didn't have before, and that's kind of what they've been searching for. And then you have Carmelo coming off the bench. That's solid. And then my cell is the Magic front office. Uh, obviously, they were really active at the trade deadline. Uh, they made some good moves. That being said, their moves weren't great. I thought I think they could have got a better haul for what they gave out, and they should have traded like Terrence Ross. Like they they should have sold everyone. Well, this is my thing about it. Is like I would get it if they're like the nine ten seed, and they are like, oh wait, we're too good. We need to trade away our like assets because they're making us too good. But they're not. <laughs> they're well, the actually, f- fourteen seed. I wanted to no, see. More. I agree, but I'm just saying, like, from just a logic standpoint of trading them. I mean, you're already the, you're you're already bad. You're already going to get a top three, four pick. So why not just keep them? No, move them. Get assets for them. No, but I'm saying like you can just get some assets in them. No, I'm no, I'm fine with what they did. I I, w- I would try to get the number one pick this year. Try to get Cade Cunningham and Jalen Suggs. Yeah, for sure. I know my only problem with it is they they traded a guy who's averaging 19 points a game and they got two second round picks. Yeah, that one was not. That's very, a joke. The Evan Four, yeah, is that Evan Fournier? Yes, Evan yeah. Fournier averaging 19 points a game was traded for two second round picks. That that's a joke. It's not a good look. And then even like the Bulls picks, like I know like obviously the Bulls shouldn't be in the top four, but they're top four protected. Like why? So you're saying if the Bulls somehow like and it's 2023, so it's this year's and then not next year's, but the year after that, the Bulls can be garbage by then. That's not unreal. And so if you're saying if the Bulls are in the top three, they get their pick back. I I low key don't like that for the like I could see a world where the Bulls are in the top three in 2023. That seems like a Bulls thing to do. Yeah. And then I'm also showing the Rockets um, front office. They they really butchered that James Harden trade. They let Karis LeVert go to Indy for Victor Oladipo, which, wow, I can't believe they did that. And then now they traded Victor Oladipo for a bag of basketballs. They got <laughs> Kelly Olenek and Avery Bradley. Yeah, just better hope those picks. All right, and so I am buying the Denver Nuggets. They had an amazing trade deadline, trading for Aaron Gordon and JaVale McGee, two athletic. Aaron's more of a wing, but then JaVale's your athletic center that you don't get in Paul Millsap and Nikola Jokic. So, I mean, all around, what a what a great trade deadline for the Nuggets. Kind of, kind of trying to bring themselves back into like, all right, are they contenders? They're not, but they're definitely getting up there and trying to put their name in the ballot. I like the move. I really hope they're aggressive this free agency, though. I hope they make a big trade for another star. They're, they're a Bradley Beal away from contending. There's somebody like that. Like, if they trade for a guy like Bradley or someone... What's in that package? You send them Jamal, I'm guessing? Um, uh, I got, think you, you could do it without. I think you have to decide if you want Jamal to be your guy. Do you think a tandem led by Jamal and Jokic can lead you to a chip? Maybe with some other great pieces? But honestly, I wouldn't be mad if they throw in like MPJ and Jamal for like a really, really great. You could guard. do that. You you could. Dude, it's just looking kind of bad now that they didn't give him up over the off season because like he was. I, mean, I still love Jamal. Yeah, it's not that I hate Jamal, but like he's just the inconsistency and like he was so hot well, in the playoffs. It's just the thing is, is he's not, he's not that tier. Yeah, and I don't think he ever will be. But ever there was a time, not too long ago, when people were like, "Yo, Jamal is right there." He's like right yeah. about to be in there. So they obviously probably should have sold 
right? Because you could have gotten a Bradley Beal or somebody. Yeah, sell while he's high because, I mean, he's not going to get any higher than that, right? The only thing against that, though, is one, he's still on his rookie deal, and two, he's 24 years old. That's the thing. So you trade him. The problem with that, though, I mean, you'd have to give up some more money. Like, you'd have to throw in some... Like, to make, like, a trade financially work, yeah. you'd have to, like, maybe throw in, like, another pretty decent asset. So, but, like, let's say, I'm, let's say I'm the Wizards. I could get Jamal, and obviously there'd be some, like, cap exchange, but, like, yeah, we'll give you Bradley Beal, who really doesn't want to be here in exchange for Jamal, who's dropping, like, 50 a game. That sounds cool. He's a young guy. We'll resign him. We'll convince him to stay. I think the Wizards would have taken that deal before the season started. Now you're at a point where like, okay, Jamal's not bad, but I would have rather have had Bradley Beal and a um, Jokic team up than what we've got right now. But I disagree. I think Jamal Murray is a more complete basketball player than Bradley Beal. If you watch Wizards game, Bradley Beal is a shooter, and he doesn't really offer you that much else. Jamal Murray, he's developed into a great playmaker. I think he works with Jokic very well, and he's three years younger. I, I think that's my thing. It's like, yeah, Bradley Beal's 27 right now. I think Jamal Murray can eventually turn into that in three years. That's fair. But, I mean, if you're just talking about a guy right now who you could plug in, and like you said, he's a little older, so he's already up there. He's already he's getting into his prime now. So, I mean, and I think he's a better scorer. I think that's fair to say. I mean, he's getting what? No, that's for, that's true. He was getting 35, and now he's getting 31. But I think part of that is Russ has kind of started to pick up his yeah, usage a little Russ bit. Russ is getting those chip doubles. So, yeah. But Jamal Murray also was their playoff guy. I think we I think we can't overlook that though. That's fair. Dude, I mean, this just turned into like a Jamal versus Bradley Beal debate. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I mean Jamal Murray had such huge performances and literally got them through playoffs. He did, yeah. So I and I don't think Bradley Beal's that guy. Like yeah, it's to me dropping 31 in the regular season isn't worth having huge I, I like ga- to see series changing games in the playoffs. I like to see Bradley get the chance though. He hasn't really ever That's had the chance. thing. It's like Bradley's right. playing when, for when he had the chance, he wasn't who he is right now. Yeah. And like, yeah, Jamal has had those games. And yeah, don't get me wrong, those games were stellar to watch. But he's also had like the 10 point stat line games where you just cannot have that from him. And I'm saying, I just feel like Bradley, he might not get you the 50 point games, but he'll get you those 35s. He'll get you the 31 consistently. So I actually think Bradley would, if, if you could. I don't. I mean, I don't want to run Bradley at point, but if you could trade for Bradley and like get a guy like, I mean, they're not going to do it this who season. Would, who would run point? Though? I think That's if problem. you could sign someone like Rondo in the off season, like get a Rondo just run point, and then have Bradley, someone that someone that can just run point and be a solid guy to facilitate the ball. I like that, but like you said, I don't really feel comfortable with Bradley running the point guard. Um, I'm also just. Kind of selling, not NBA, I said NBA parody, but it's more just kind of sucks that last year we went from saying, oh, it's the era of the duos. The duos, the tri- the super teams are gone, and then yeah, this really year. Yeah, dynamic duos really ran the league. It was super fun and for a year like the Lakers were like, half, oh yeah, the Lakers should win the chip. But like, I don't know, the Clippers, if we saw the series with them, they could have beat the Lakers. Yeah. And like, I don't know, it kind of was just disappointing. But uh, at least it is even. We at least we it's not like a Warriors where we have like one team that's ruining like running the league. Now it's kind of a two teams. And uh, Caden, I guess we'll just hop into yours. Yeah, I was gonna say that kind of leads. It leads right into yours. So, um, well, first off, I'm buying the Heat. They got Victor Oladipo. I think that is a great person. And uh, who's the other guy? They got Nate. 
Bellinelli? Not Bellinelli. Oh, Bielitsa. Bielitsa. Um, I might pass the torch on to Nate for this one because I know Vic going oh, to yeah. the heat Actually, must have Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, we hurt. didn't really talk about that. Uh, So, yeah. Victor Ladipo. I got a lot of thoughts on this, actually. I'm you really glad you brought this up. Jersey right there. Victor Ladipo jersey right there. I don't know if you can see it in frame. But. Uh, Well, you know, two months ago, my favorite player was on my team, and now he's on my least favorite team. So that's not cool. That being said, Victor Ladipo is a shell of what he used to be. That's just a fact. He still has flashes where he's a great playmaker, but he is such an inefficient scorer nowadays, it's kind of sad. Because he was never a great shooter and a really efficient shooter, but he had the slashing game to make up for that. So... Let me flip this on its head a little bit. Do you think that could change at all when he's the third option on a team now that's actually playing for Mm -hmm. something? No. You don't think so? No, I don't say that because it didn't work in Indiana. We when Victor was playing for us these last like this last little bit, he wasn't always the ball handler and he it still didn't help. He still took twenty shots a game and made like eight of them or seven. Yeah. You know, I think he's gonna have some great flashes for Miami, but I think he's gonna want a good amount of money. Maybe unless he really likes Miami, and I don't think it's a good my good move for Miami long term. That being said, I could just be kind of a hater on it. You know, I love Vic. I want to see him succeed, but I'd rather not be in Miami. But I, I just don't. I was so hopeful on Vic returning to what he was, and he's not. Yeah. I, I, and it's sad, but I just I I don't see a world where Victor Oladipo becomes like that All Star caliber player, and so now. I think he provides like a nice little scoring addition to them. I like he, he's a guy that can go and get you a bucket if you need. I think he'll be crucial in the playoffs. I, I, think, I don't. I don't know. Like I don't love. I mean, obviously they're also on a six game losing streak, so that's not helpful. Yeah, they're low, so I'm buying them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I guess Kane's um, a big stock market guy. I mean, I will say, doing. hey, guess what? They're on a six game losing streak, but they're two games back from the four seed in the East. So yeah. East, yeah, East doesn't. It's like it's so hard to react to anything in the East right now, when the Hawks gave us a perfect example. So it's like, oh, Heat getting mediocre player might lead them to rising to the top of the crapshoot almost yeah. behind the rest of the good teams. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So buying the Heat, I'm selling the Nets over reactions because guys, real. guys, everyone saw Blake Griffin dunk, and oh my god, everyone was like, this team is unfair then they get lamarcus aldridge everyone was like oh my god this is the coldest team of all time and then i was like guys they're not gonna start neither of them are starting (laughs) joe harris and jeff green are both more important to this team than they are we talked about this before the podcast these guys are almost irrelevant and don't get me wrong having veterans in the playoffs is extremely important but guys can we stop acting like just because they got these two players they're the 2017 yeah. Warriors yeah, and, now. And Blake Griffin and, and Lamarcus Aldridge have a crazy NBA playoff resume. Oh wait, they don't. Yeah, at all. like <laughs> they've never done anything. Like, they haven't done anything. And so now, I still think from a basketball perspective, these are some good pickups. They but were like, great pickups for like, backups. I'm reacting the exact same way. Like, if they signed Gorgie Jang in the buyout market, I would have been like, yeah, that's a good pickup. If they would have gotten JaVale, I would have been like, yeah, good pickup. Athletic big, good shit. But they get Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge, and I'm like, yeah, those are just okay players. They can contribute a little bit. But I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not like, oh my. You know what made them unfair? When they traded for James Harden. That's what Dude, made them unfair. That's what I'm saying. It's like every single move the Nets have made since James Harden has like been league breaking and they're now the favorites. Like, guys, okay, we've done this thing. We've done this song and dance three times. The league has not been broken three different times by this team. They, they're as good as they were before and that. And again, when the Warriors were running the league, 
they didn't have a team like the Lakers are right now. Yeah. Like they didn't have like someone somebody, even with them. Yeah. They did, like they were playing the Cavs every year in the finals and when they had Kyrie they got gentlemen swept in five and when they didn't have Kyrie they lost in four. So yeah. <laughs> there wasn't any competition. Now if this Lakers team played against that Warriors team, we'd at least have like a little bit of people people were trying to entertain the fact of maybe LeBron in twenty eighteen beating the Warriors with like Larry Nance Jr. as a second best player. So there yeah. wasn't any competition. Now and I don't think this Nets team's as good as that Warriors team. No, I think the top three might be the a little three, heavier. The top three are better. But I just think the Warriors were such a yeah. They, I think if they would have signed chemistry. Andre Drummond, they would be. Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't. But speaking of Andre, I am also selling buyouts. I what buyouts are lit? I think it's unfair. What? I've seen some stuff about this the last few days, and I actually agree with it. So you get bought out by the crappy teams, right? Well, all the contenders just immediately get better at the trade deadline. Yeah, but that's why they're crappy teams. Yeah. Don't, yeah, don't. but it's unfair to a certain extent because, let's be honest, is Andre Drummond ever really going to sign with the Celtics unless they offered him just the fattest contract available? I've seen a world, and yeah, but this year it's just a little bit worse. Not, and I get your point, but I think overall buyouts are great because you get guys out of these garbage situations. Like, yeah, the Hawks signed Rondo and then didn't play him at all. Like I know that. Yeah, it's like, do you want to? But Drummond, Drummond went to the Cleveland, and then now they traded for Jared Allen. Yeah, he has no spot there. They don't. They don't want him either. And but, yeah, like you said, it gets players out of crappy situations. Like, uh, but so do um, trades. Like my point is, is Andre Drummond sat on the shelf, and Blake Griffin sat on the shelf for weeks upon weeks because they were gonna just get bought out eventually well, if they well, didn't get a trade partner. But, but they, tra- yeah, they tried trading, but if, they couldn't. If you want to say that, oh, it's not fair that they immediately went to these teams. They had to clear waivers. Yeah, they you, did. You, the Pacers could have been like, you know what, we want Andre Drummond, and they could have got him. That's fair. It's, I mean, it's waivers, so. I'm just saying. I don't really know how that works because why didn't the Celtics just be like. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't really know how that works. Like I know they like, clear waivers, but is it? Do they I, have to pick up their know. contract and or also, something? This I, I, mean, is, I think so. Because like Jay Crowder was a buyout buyout guy for the Heat last year, and he was a really big pivotal guy. But buyout market helps teams that like might be contenders be contenders. That's usually how it goes. This year, it just this so happened a bit different. that the contenders got better. It's usually like a team like the Heat, Celtics, Phoenix, Utah get these guys. See, but I feel like trade makes you pay a price for getting better like these contenders yeah. if they had to trade for if the lakers had to trade for andre drummond it wouldn't happen this is my thing is like nobody told the Cavs to make a crappy trade for the andre drummond nobody told them to do that i know but they didn't have the incentive to because guess what they were just gonna buy him out i don't know i just i think that just hurts crappy organizations you know who the good organizations are no i disagree because they can get draft stock back for him they can get something to reload yeah, but with. They traded for a guy who has a terrible contract and nobody wants to trade for him because he has a terrible normal, Yeah, but if you're a crappy team already, then you're just going to take expiring anyway. Normal buyouts aren't valuable. Like, Andre Drummond is probably like the only buyout here that actually yeah, it's, has like a great It's an exception of value. to the rule. They're usually Jay Crowder, Trevor Ariza, Gorgie Jang, those kind of guys. Andre yeah. Drummond isn't. This even is like a Blake, very rare. Even Blake Griffin and Lamarcus A. It's like okay, yeah. Andre Drummond is still in his prime. It's still a great asset. So that one's a little bit different. I was gonna say this just feels like a situation where it's almost just exploiting the rule a little bit. Yeah, I just think it's it's kind of a like it's the same. I, I treat this the same as um, <laughs> two years ago, and it got worse this year. Is when the NFC East had a seven and nine team in the playoffs, and I was like. 
people wanted to change the rule from kind of a, a, a really rare situation. I'm like, yeah, like, sure, it's not great to see 8-8 eight and eight team in the playoffs or 7-9 and nine team in the playoffs, but, like, that normally never happens. Like, I don't, I'm not going to change a whole rule because of one tiny little... I just think it's weird that you can have contenders in the middle of March being like, yes, let's add role players that will help us on our championship run, and we don't have to give up anything in return, essentially. I mean, yeah, Except it, for a it, cash definitely, it definitely benefits them, but it just, for the most part, it usually benefits teams like like the Nuggets. Like fringe, yeah. Like fringe Nuggets. But it, yeah, at that point, too, it's like, why wouldn't the fringe guys, not even the fringe guys, the role players just sign like a short ex- deal and then just finish out with the contender anyways? That's what they do most of the time, right? What are you talking about? So, like, if somebody gets bought out and they sign with a team, they're just going to sh- sign a short deal to stay with a contender. Uh-huh. Like, isn't that what Drummond's doing? It's only a one-year deal, right? Or is it a couple years? It's a one-year deal, but most of the time... Well, my point is, with that, Andre Drummond's probably going to leave the Lakers after this year, right? Um, it kind of depends, but he might. He's, he's likely to. So, that's probably. my point. They basically get two months, three months out of these guys, and then... They didn't have to give up anything in return for that. It's like it should be a rental in my mind. You should have to give something up if you're going to rent a guy for three months. I guess. I just, I don't know. I don't really know what to say to that. <laughs> I, don't, just, I just don't agree. A lot of those guys don't have that much trade value. Yeah. Like guys like Lamarcus A and Blake Griffin, their trade market was zero. Yeah. yeah and, but that just brings me around to the point of like, it just felt like exploiting the rules it's this just time. It's one guy. I, I see your. Like, this is my like, thing. It, is it, the, it's for one player. Is the though. Lakers. The Lakers gave Luol Dang. A god awful contract, mm-hmm. and we are still paying him from 2016, and we gave him a god awful contract. Wow, that's our fault. Like that is our fault. That's the Lakers' fault. Like they they could have signed other guys if they didn't have a terrible deal. So if you're gonna give these guys terrible deals, or if you're gonna trade someone with a terrible deal, I'm sorry, you don't get the benefit of getting anything back. If if the trade market isn't there, then you were the one who decided. And to sign here's him. a problem with like that trade idea. Yeah, you want to you know make it a rental. But for that to work, you have to match their contract financially to do the trade. Right. So you have to trade someone who's making as much money as an Andre Drummond. Yeah, and as a Lamarcus A, as a Blake Griffin. That's why they're bought out. Yeah, and that might turn into an issue sometimes. But let's be honest: if a team really wants to get something done, they'll figure it out. They'll find the contracts but on the, the bench. But those guys aren't worth it. I mean, Andre Drummond is making let's see, twenty-five and a half mil this cool. year. Yeah. That that's his contract from the Cavs or the Lakers. Well, that was that was his contract on the Cavs. Okay, they bought him out. See, the reason he wasn't traded is no, because you'd have to make up twenty five mil. Mm-hmm. And but there's also no incentive the because once again they just knew he'd be bought out at the end. Well, yeah, because no one's gonna trade for this. Because and they a, traded a, for him a, a couple, like a, a year 25 ago. Twenty five mil player. That's that's over. That's almost that's pretty close to like a max deal. I was, yeah, I mean, a couple years ago, that would have been a max. Like, uh, 25 mil in 2014 was a max. That's fair. It's just... It's, you, you would have to trade a significant piece to where there's no sense to even do the deal. I don't... That's why they're bought out. I don't mind good franchises taking advantage of dummies. Like, I think that's... It's competition. It's, yeah, I, I don't, don't, think, don't Don't sign Andre Drummond, who you're just going to get rid of, to five-year, 127... Yeah, like, the, the Timothy Moskov and Lil Dane contracts for the Lakers literally them in the ass so hard it almost cost them 80 it's like they paid Luol Deng like eight like five million more they wouldn't have had been able to afford 80 and wow. that's just that's because you're I mean don't be a crap franchise so 
I just think it's an interesting conversation to it have because it it's is. it's a weird no, it's, sports it's, rule. It is weird. It is weird, and it does feel a little bit like you're taking advantage of it. And I just this year, especially, it kind of was like, well, both yeah. This year was got, just a really good example. God, yeah, yeah for really sure. Good. But like, I guess we didn't really talk about Andre Drummond. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, it's a really good piece. Uh, I'm hype as hell as a Lakers fan, and he will give us about what Dwight gave us, but better. Yeah, I want to see what it see how it works first before we really like dive in, like. I want to see if Andre Drummond could still, you know, be the 2020 guy. Also, he hasn't played in a while, mm-hmm. so how is he going to come in? Is he going to come in? You're not. Shade? My thing is, you're not asking him to do much. You're asking him to get rebounds, play. I'd say for the stretch, you're decent him to do a interior. Lot. His interior defense isn't like all time or anything. I'm not going to hype it up like it is, but he can when he's motivated. And he pouts and whines sometimes, but the thing is, and that's a lot of Cavs fans will tell you that's what he does, but. He's also played on the Cavs and Pistons his whole career. Now he's I'd playing with, with two of the most talented players of our generation. Uh, most important thing in his career is that he dated Sam for Mike Carly for he four did. days. That was, that was really weird. Wow, that was Andre, really weird. I'm really glad he's in L.A. to more options. Get past that. More yeah. options in L.A. Um, but uh, I will say, also, people, stop. This is uh, just a side rant. Don't be really quick about it. But, like, does do you guys want to see like these guys just stay in these crap situations like this is a huge it's another anytime somebody goes to a good team it's all about player movement and it's like would you like to have seen LeBron play on that crappy Cavs team in 2010 would you have liked to see Deshaun Watson on the Texans would you have liked to see that like but it's about protecting smaller franchises too yeah but like and that that, you know you talk about parity of the league that doesn't help this is my thing is that I watch the Miami games I, I watch the Warriors I watch the Chiefs with Patrick Mahomes. I don't watch the Bengals or, I mean, I look key now, but uh, I don't know. People just need to chill on the player movement. Like, calm down. Everything will be okay. Well, I think that pretty much wraps up this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next week with some probably championship content. Yeah, I think there will be, be a yeah. college championship winner crowned. So, booyah. That'll be lit. Not Illinois. Not It was not Illinois. We're wrong. Our bad. We goofed it up. We, we didn't hope you guys didn't make brackets that were ours. We hope you did not, because we're sorry. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. Peace out. Peace.